Hey everybody, this is Ken Tucker and welcome to this episode of the Local St. Charles podcast. Today I'm joined by Andrew Stevenson and Kristen Abel of Ellie Mental Health in St. Charles. Welcome guys. Thank you. Appreciate you yeah. having us on. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. You know, um, mental health has become such a big issue. I mean, it has been an issue for a long time for, for a lot of folks and, and it's been a really difficult subject. So I'm glad you guys are, are contributing to our community and helping out. Um, and, and I think you guys can probably shed some more light on this, but unfortunately, I think, you know, with what's been happening in the last two to three, four years, you know, there have been even more mental health challenges that have been coming up. So, uh, with that, Andrew, I'd, I'd love it if you, if you and Kristen would both just kind of, um, you know, tell me a little bit about yourselves and, um, you know, Andrew, why did you start, uh, LA mental health here in St. Charles? No, would be happy to. So, uh, yes, I'm Andrew Stevenson. Um, a little bit about me. I, uh, I am a corporate human resources professional by trade, um, but very, very closely connected to mental health. Um, I think we all have a, a deep personal relationship in one way or another through friends, family, um, and understanding what some of those needs look like um, within the community and even within our own circles. And so um, I quickly realized um, early on in life that there was uh, there was a lack of access um, to mental health care resources and also a lack of education um, and awareness to how to navigate um, really the the space. And as we all know, you know, there isn't a national mental health care system um, for us to really rely on. It's it's a bit fragmented, um, you know, comprised of private practices, group practices, um, you know, residential and, and hospital related services, but nothing really fully integrated. And so quickly realized, you know, that there was uh, there was a need in, and that need really extended extends across all communities. But as we look at St. Charles, you know, there are 1.8 million Missourians living in a community that does not have enough mental health professionals. And we really wanna be a resource for those individuals, couples, and families. Um, you know, As an overall franchise um, with several owners, we plan to actually have 10 locations um, across the St. Louis region over the next several years, specifically for St. Charles County. Um, I will be opening two additional locations outside of our downtown St. Charles location um, in the O'Fallon Lake St. Louis area, as well as Wentzville. Um, with other owners opening um, a location in St. Peter's. Um, on a national scale, um, Ellie has over 400 U.S. locations um, that have been sold across 35 states. So when we talk about this fragmented system and attempting to be a, a national solution, that is one way that, that we're able to do that um, through a, a franchise-based model that is taking a model that ha has been built out of uh, Minnesota across 20 corporate-owned locations, um, and then being implemented uh, with owners who fully understand their local communities and how best to make an impact. So that uh, that's why I wanted to bring it to St. St. Charles. Kristen, you want to say a little bit about yourself? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am actually not originally from Missouri. I actually finished my master's degree in 2010. Uh, in Indiana. So we have moved out here and been in the St. Charles area since about 2013. 
and, and since then, I've had a number of different areas that I've been practicing. I have done adolescent residential services. I have worked in uh, adolescent and intensive outpatient substance abuse. I have also worked in the correctional health system. So I have done mental health services in medium and maximum security prisons. And I've also been the behavioral health director of a jail for a number of years. So in that time, I've really just had this opportunity to see the extent of how mental health can impact an individual and how severely it can just alter one's life path. Uh, So part of me gathering this interest in Ellie was one, wanting to be able to give back to my community and then also find this opportunity to try to prevent them from moving towards some of those more negative outcomes and those higher levels of care. So if I can help connect with some of these individuals prior to that, that that's something that's more near and dear to me as well. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, unfortunately, I think there's been a, a stigma around mental health I don't know if you guys agree with that. Um, I mean, that's the impression I get. I think legislators are afraid to deal with these subjects for whatever reason I don't understand. Um, Can you just kind of shed some light on why you think that is and and why it really shouldn't be stigmatized? I could take that. Yeah, Yeah, really, I think part of wanting to break down that stigma of mental health is understanding that it's really truly meant to be a little more about normalizing that level of care. We always talk about, to your credit, um, we talk about physical health and how to normalize physical health. Um, and, And we're really trying to connect with that as well. We wanna make sure that people understand that it can be as easy to access just as it can be for going to your doctor. We want it to Um, be something that they can connect with more on a frequent basis and have it be more preventative versus only when we're in crisis. So we're really trying to, excuse me, connect with that access and affordability and help to make sure that we can ensure that everybody can connect when they want to. Yeah. And I, I would just add, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to in order to destigmatize and normalize something like mental health, you have to create greater awareness and education. Um, and that's something that we're really passionate about in terms of how we can give back to the community. It's not just serving clients and enriching families. It's it's figuring out ways in which we can take the this this very big ambiguous topic or or industry mm-hmm. and break it down to a very realistic level. So we take the fear or the scariness out of mental health. Um, And I think when we can achieve that through education, awareness, training, um, we have people that are much more willing to take that, take that leap and get access to the care that they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I think, uh, unfortunately, you know, as human beings, I think we have a tendency to go to the extreme. And I think when you use the word mental health, unfortunately, most people I think are thinking about those extremes, but, you know, in looking at your guys' websites and the you know, the conditions and the specializations that you guys have and the types of therapy that you offer, I mean, it's really broad. And and so I'd love for you guys to talk a little bit about that because it's not, I mean, you know, just as an example, I, you know, I noticed that there are couples therapy or, or even trauma-informed therapy, which got me excited because um, I'm board president of the Modern American Dance Company and we did a, a dance program back in the fall um, Actually, I take that back uh, last spring 
uh, called uh, Resilience, which was really all about human resiliency uh, based based on around trauma. And you know, we we work with uh, you know folks in in the in the community to you know to kind of help educate people along those lines, but also deliver you know some messaging through you know, awesome dance performance. So if you guys could uh, just talk about the, you know, what all you guys offer and and who do you serve? So LA Mental Health is trying to provide therapy for all. So when, when you are looking at the website, we don't want someone to feel like we can't help access their specific needs that they're trying to find. So we love that when people look at the website, they can see that we are trying to work with all different types of care and services. Uh, so very specifically in our clinic, one of the things that we are trying to do is ensure that we're touching on all of those different aspects of what someone can benefit from in terms of mental health. We're not trying to be um, a very specific niche population that we're trying to reach. We wanna make sure that if someone does want to engage in couples therapy, we have a therapist for you. If someone wants to address trauma or very specifically even engage in something like EMDR, we have a therapist here for you. Um, also, when we're talking about kids all the way through the entire lifespan, we have different therapists that have varying specialties so that one doesn't have to feel like they have to settle for the therapist that just happens to be in that clinic. We try to utilize some of our uh, LE match tool capabilities, which will help break down very specifically what each of these therapists have to offer. And when a potential client calls in, we can help tailor choose which therapist may best meet and fit their needs, which can help take away some of that ambivalence and fear that can potentially be involved with starting to tell your whole story to someone that you don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So what is EMDR? <laughs> so EMDR is actually a very specific type of intervention that uh, can be utilized to help address certain trauma. Um, and it's it, it's just something that someone can get training and certifications for. Um, so there's just different types. And I know that tends to be one that a lot of people will intentionally seek out. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, so Ken, one of the things in, in our space, which as any space is, it's it's always ever evolving, right? Yeah. So there are tons of, of modalities of treatment um, beyond just specialized skills and certifications that some of our clinicians um, have obtained over the course of their career. And these yeah. modalities of treatment continue to evolve. Um, like most recently, you know, there's been a lot of exploration into how can virtual reality aid and therapeutic services, no different from um, even like how psychedelics could potentially play a role. Um, so there's lots of, uh, of innovations and trends that um, are forcing us to continue to stay on top of, of what are these new modalities of treatment? How can they, you know, factor into, um, you know, our therapeutic setting? And, and it makes things really interesting, but it also makes us uh, have to stay really on top and, and manage that change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. So, um, what makes Ellie different from other groups or private practices? Yeah, I'd love to take that one. So, I'd say um, 
what really makes us different is our core values. Um, our core values of authenticity, acceptance, determination, compassion, creativity, uh, and humor. We really strive to model these as providers um, and the ways in which we deliver care to our clients. Um, we know that getting help can be scary and we bring these values into our clinic as a compass um, to provide differentiated care that meets clients where they're at in a judgment-free zone. Um, our goal is really to help our clients heal um, and we love to drive positive outcomes that lead them on a path of really living their best lives. I think that's one of the ultimate goals of mm -hmm. going to therapy is, is being able to have quality of life um, and figuring out how best to do that. And we do this through matching them um, with our innovative LA Match tool, which really takes into account their needs at the onset of that therapeutic relationship to match them to the best possible therapist the first time. Um, we know that if, if it's not a good match the first time, we run the risk of them not coming back. So mm -hmm. just picking up that phone or submitting that online form, um, you really get, you know, you only get once or twice for that to happen before folks maybe um, are reluctant to come back. So we wanna make sure that that relationship is starting out the right way. Uh, we also create a space um, and an environment within our office that's similar to sitting down in a friend's living room. We know the cold, sterile medical offices are really a way of the past, and we are truly trying to destigmatize and normalize mental health. Um, and, and we knew that that needed to change to be able to support this. And then I'd say lastly, we really understand by taking good care of our clinicians, meaning our therapists and providers, um, we are creating a space where clinicians are able to provide the best care to their clients. And it's quite simple, right? We are a humans helping humans business and happy clinicians that take, that take care um, with good work-life balance, access to learning and development and leadership support, um, in turn, provide differentiated care to their clients. And so those are just a few things that I'd say that are really important to us. Uh, and I think what makes us a little bit different than some of the other um, players in this space. Yeah. Uh, Kristen, I'd love to have you expand upon um, a little bit of what Andrew just said in terms of what is the experience or, or expectations that somebody should have when they come into your clinic, you know, talk about the atmosphere, you know, or, or the or, or the or the physical space that you've created, uh, you know, and, and how do you uh, you know, how do your tech uh, your clinicians really work with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I feel like one of the things that we really were very intentional about was speaking to that that home feel, that wanting to feel like you're in like your living room or just in one of the most comfortable settings possible. The more comfortable that someone can feel when they come in, the more likely they are to not feel as nervous about engaging in a process that can already sometimes feel uncomfortable. We're meant to be professional secret keepers. And if we're not putting ourselves in a position where this can be a comfortable environment to engage in something like that, we're not helping our clients as adequately as we want to. And I think when they walk in, the idea is to see that level of comfort, make sure that um, we know that they're coming and they know that we're excited to see them. So something that I have our therapists do within two days of them having their scheduled appointment, we personally reach out to them. We talk to them. We make sure that they don't have any questions, um, additional potential anxieties or anything that we can help alleviate prior to them coming in. We strive to do. 
so that hopefully that ease of walking in uh, can just make it that much better of an experience. Um, we try to also engage in some of those comforts of we don't have someone that's working a reception desk. We have what we call little kiosks where someone can walk in, they can push a button and then actually send a message to their therapist, letting them know that they're there. That way they're not having to make sure that everybody knows that they're there, say their name, what they're there for. It gives them that opportunity to have a little bit of that privacy that some people may not feel like they have in another professional environment. Yeah. What, what about um, insurance? I, 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 I have no idea. Uh, you know, is this covered by insurance? If so, um, you know, is if, if and if it's not, you know, what are the options for somebody? Yeah. So so part of our strive to ensure that everybody has that level of access to care, we are partnering with as many of the major insurance uh, providers as possible. Um, and in doing that, we're ensuring that people aren't feeling some of that pinch of potentially only having the option of private pay. We do also have flat rate and self-pay options as well. We wanted to make sure that everybody had that potential opportunity to connect that wanted to. Uh, so really what we're trying to do in addition to that is allow that increased opportunity for capacity with our therapists. So by having some of those things like insurance, and taking care of the payment options prior to them coming in, the therapists themselves have more of that opportunity to increase their capacity to see more clients, which will help be able to serve the community a little more. Yeah. Um, and, and I see that you're, you've got your hours on the website, and I'll put the website back up here in just a second. I put the address um, up on the screen as well, so people will know where you're at. Now, is this a, is this inside of a building or is this a standalone building? Um, yeah, so we're actually inside of, of a corporate building, um, but it's a pretty small building. We've got the the first half of the, the of the first floor. Um, if you're looking at it from the front, um, from Fifth Street, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what happens if somebody has an issue? after clinical hours. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So after clinical hours, we have a number of different opportunities that people can remain in contact with us. For existing clients, we utilize a very specific system within our, uh, our uh, EMR system where they can secure message us. So if there was ever something that existing clients wanted to communicate a need or a request for a a new appointment or an extra appointment or something separate, we can communicate directly through them. So they're not necessarily having to wait to present that until the next business day. Okay. Uh, but additionally, for those that are interested and wanting to engage in services, what we were talking about with the website, they can fill out that form in which we can communicate back with them within 24 hours to help get them the best access to care that they're looking for. We also have, you know, a voicemail connected with our clinic as well, where me personally, as the clinic director, I can reach back out to those that additionally have questions. Uh, and hopefully we can help connect them with the best services that they're looking for. Yeah. 
Okay. And one thing just to add, you know, we are, it's important that we clarify it in terms of like after hours, right? We are not an urgent care clinic for, for behavioral health or right. mental health. Um, right. So, you know, if the, if there's situations where that there's that immediate need, we definitely encourage folks to call 911, go to their nearest urgent care or ER um, to seek the care they need. There's also mm -hmm. lots of um, free resource lines and hotlines and text lines that can be utilized um, when in crisis. And we have a list of those if our clients, you know, ever need them or if we think that they'd be a great resource for them to take home. Yeah, okay, awesome. Um, so what uh, what impact do you guys see uh, Ellie making in St. Charles over the coming years? We're really hoping to try to just develop this elephant footprint that Ellie likes to talk about. Um, we want people to know that access to care doesn't have to be an extended wait list. We want to know that we are coming to the area and not just Andrew and myself. You know, we we want to be able to make an impact on people in just the St. Louis County area and St. Charles County area and hopefully beyond that. Um, you know, one of the things that we're really trying to do is connect as much as we can with a lot of our local uh, hospitals, referring partners, whether that's different acute hospital settings, substance abuse facilities, things like that. We're wanting to focus on having this care work as a community and not as individual entities. We want to make sure that we're trying to bridge that gap for all of our clients. We want those that need mental health services to not feel like there's a level of competition or trying to ensure that one resource is the only access to care. We want to make sure that people know that we want to work together to help make sure that as a community, we are working towards better mental health. So I know that's one of the things very specifically that Andrew and I, in addition to the rest of um, all of the Ellie's coming, we're wanting to be able to provide. Um, and I know that one of the ways that we're trying to do that is to expand. So I, I know between the two of us, we we are wanting to bring it through, bring LA Mental Health through multiple areas of the St. Charles area. So hopefully before the end of this year, we'll get to provide one in the Lake St. Louis O'Fallon area. And then sometime in 2024, we're really looking forward to Wentzville uh, just to make sure that there is not a long drive for anybody to come visit us. Yeah, I think convenience is really key Absolutely. as we think about the impact, right? Because when you make it convenient, you 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 take the excuses out of of the access to care, and when you don't have the wait lists, you remove those barriers. And and this really is a a barrier based business in some instances. So when when you work to remove those barriers, um, you know that really helps to to get people access the care they need just to continue to build, you know, from an impact perspective, I want to reiterate what I shared a little bit earlier, which was building education and awareness um, and continuing to help um, our community understand that our clinicians are here um, to meet clients where they're at. This is not a one size fits all approach in terms of therapy. And we definitely use a variety of skills and knowledge and experience to provide that comprehensive tip care that really is intended to drive those positive client outcomes. And I think that that when we talk about positive client outcomes and helping people to um, get past some of the hardest things that they've ever dealt with in life, that's the ultimate impact that we can make. Yeah. So um, 
just wrapping up, um, I'd love for you guys to just um, let everybody know if if they feel like um, you know they they need some help. What's the best way to get started? Yeah, the best way to get started is to just give us a call. Um, you know, check out our our website. We have bios of each of our therapists that are providing those services. Um, like I said, we have a couple open locations currently in the St. Charles and St. Louis uh, market. So if, it, if something is closer to you in St. Louis, that's an option. Um, we have our location here in downtown St. Charles. Um, if, you, if you go to our website, you can fill out an online form or you can call us. Um, if you call us, you get directly scheduled at that point in time. If you fill out an online form, expect a call back from us to be able to get you scheduled. But ultimately, that's going to be the best and quickest way um, to get in touch with us. Okay, awesome. Well, I've uh, I've enjoyed our conversation. I've certainly learned a lot, and I appreciate what you guys are doing for sure. Um, so, Andrew and uh, Kristen, anything else that you guys want to add as we wrap up here? No, I just want to thank you for the time. Um, you know, anytime you can get uh, get center stage with mental health, it's super important. We need we need more ambassadors in the community to talk about mental health, and that's going to help us normalize it. So anyone that uh, that has that stage continue to use it the more we talk about it the more uh the more real and the more normalized it becomes yeah mm -hmm. yeah no we're, we're just excited to be here i personally it's just one of these uplifting things for me to be able to actually see something that we've been working on for so many months to come to fruition and just ensure that we are able to connect with a lot of the people in the community that we're wanting to. So yeah. we're, we're open. We're welcome to just really starting to dig in and help connect with everybody in the St. Charles area. And positive plus we have no wait list. So oh, yes, that's, that's the, that's the, that's the pl shameless plug we'll use for today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. I've enjoyed our conversation. Um, and to our watchers and listeners, uh, if you like this podcast, please uh, check us out and give us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, and um, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much for being our guest today. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye, guys. Bye.